ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. That's my Y2J countdown. How was it? Not as good as your macho man, but not bad. So, yeah. This match um, I'm excited to cover because... It followed one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history, which many believe should have been the main event. I think including these two competitors who looked yep. at each other and said, we're fucked. Yep. <laughs> so I think this could be fun to cover because, you know, how was the crowd reacting? Were they really dead? Um, how was the build to this? Did Should it have been better than it was, but it was just snake bitten because of where it was on the card, or did it suck? I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. So I think it'll be fun to cover this one. Uh, What about you? Yeah, same reason. Like this is uh, part of the reason we had this on the list is because of why isn't it the main event, which we'll talk about. or why is it the main event? Excuse me, like because it's just weird. But yeah, I, it's just one of those like it's mania season. You kind of you know you kind of have to talk about it because there is an interesting story too around it. But um, but for better or worse. But yeah, it's still kind of good stuff to to get into. Yep. Cool. I'm ready to jump in. If you are, let's do it. All right, let's get into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So. As we mentioned, WrestleMania 18, um, referred to as WrestleMania X8, mm-hmm. uh, we're in the Sky Dome in Toronto. We know those Canadian fans are fucking nuts, and I say that in the best possible way. Um, you know, love being in Canada, love being in the UK, so great, great, great fans. Um, you know, this was the site of WrestleMania 6. We're back in stadiums domes which is great because we weren't for a while but you know 17 astrodome which was arguably the greatest wrestlemania of all time and then we're trying to top it a year later we're in the sky dome and man this was a a really really good show Mm -hmm. um jam-packed 68,237 was the announced crowd buy rate of 860,000 uh I mean, the, the show's built around Icon versus Icon, Hogan versus Rock. Um, you know, obviously the interesting side note is Austin turned down the match. Therefore, that's where we got, uh, you know, the Rock facing him. But it all worked out. Dark match. Tell me about this. This is fun. Rikishi, Scotty, Duhardy, Tuhati, and Albert defeating Mr. Perfect, Lance Storm, and Test. Did not sure. know that. Kind of interesting. Sure. All yeah. right. Start off RVD winning the IC title over William Regal in 10 minutes. DDP is going to keep his European championship in 10 minutes, defeating Christian. Maven is going to retain his hardcore title um, uh, against Goldust when Spike Dudley pinned Maven. Um, so I guess Spike Dudley became 
the champion. Three minutes. You know, what's the point of even doing this stuff, right? Yeah. Kurt Angle defeats Kane in 15 minutes. Undertaker defeats Ric Flair in 28. That was an awesome, awesome match. We need to cover that sometime. I don't think we... I don't know if we have it on our list or not, but we can make sure to add it. Yeah, Yeah, let's put that on our list. That was really good. Um, Edge defeats Booker T in 13 minutes. Steve Austin defeats Scott Hall in 11 minutes. Billy and Chuck keep the uh, tag titles in a four corners elimination match, defeating APA Dudleys and the Hardy Boys. The Rock defeats Hulk Hogan. Then in a six-minute match, Jazz retains over Trish and Lita. And then hell, the- hell of a bathroom match, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, I hate to say it, but it's right. And then, uh, man, The Rock and Hogan only went 16 minutes. Yep. Yeah, I thought that match was way longer than that. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Okay. Um, and then the main event, Triple H, Chris Jericho, the reason we're here. Uh, Jeff, storyline standpoint, how do we get to these two at WrestleMania 18? Yeah, so you had Royal Rumble, actually. Jericho beat The Rock to retain the Undisputed Championship, um, where at the same time you had Triple H earning the championship to uh, – Take on for take on, yeah, uh, the holder of that belt, whoever, uh, by winning the Royal Rumble, uh, limiting Kurt Angle on that one. So, um, actually, had the next night you had Triple H interrupting Jericho during a promo, um, that you know proved that he's worthy of the main event. So, you know, almost wonder like this far out if they were already like kind of figuring what what's the deal here. Um, but then you had just it was kind of a weird angle here where you had Stephanie getting involved as well, too, um, uh, kind of playing the heal up a little bit and so um uh, kind of saying that she was pregnant and wanted to renew her wedding vows which was part of this as well too and so um and then going out linda getting involved as well too that um you know saying that that it was all an act and that there was an actor and that she wasn't really pregnant when they went in for an ultrasound like it just it, it kind of it's kind of weird but you had triple h turning on stephanie and attacking her along with mr mcmahon when they were trying to uh renew their wedding vows a terrible wedding um and so definitely it would never happen to you know uh miss elizabeth and, and macho man on theirs but um yeah, the marriage over, and so uh, you had really the kind of build up to this. You had uh, Kurt Angle taking on Triple H with actually his uh, number one contendership on the line for that one. Um, you had Spe- Stephanie was the special guest referee of that one because Mr. McMahon, since he ruined the wedding, um, you know, just, just kind of doing all this stuff. Angle ended up beating Triple H. It, it's like really kind of weird on this one, but. How trip or excuse me, how Jericho played into this one that um wanting to be her business partner, wanted to start working with Stephanie, kind of playing up that angle as well, too. Um, you know, using the divorce settlement as well, too. Like such it's, it's just a weird storyline on this one of like them splitting up their their things. And so um, like, you know, Jericho like you know taking like what was her limo and things like like just really weird like the dog was involved just really weird stuff and so what it really boiled down to though was uh you know triple h wanting 
retribution for all of how this had played out in the post wedding and things like that. He was actually injured for a little bit too. Um, it's quadricep. And so, you know, kind of dealing with that as well too, of course, playing into some of the storyline, he kind of attacking that. So we all knew, um, in the lead up to that, that, you know, he was hurt. He had the quadricep. So they were, you know, selling that on commentary as well too. Um, that, you know, Stephanie getting pedigree, like, you know, saving uh, Stephanie with, you know, Jericho saving her or yeah, her. So, so that's one thing while we were used to like Stephanie being in Triple H's corners, we're kind of listening to this and watching this one. You have Stephanie actually in Jericho's corner during this match. And really a lot of it, while he was the number one contender, I, the story was really just weird. And so, um, but hey, we got here. I guess that's the important thing. And we get this match. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Really weird. It really yeah, was. We'll, we'll talk more about it during the match. So I have a question related to the build to this one. So, okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania 18, three hours and 18 minutes. WrestleMania 18, three hours and 18 minutes. Jeff, are you ready? I got it pulled up. I'm ready. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. To the president of Boston University. Let me just say, evil don't look that good. Can't be evil. Look at that. Oh, what a look. Let's go, Jericho. The undisputed championship on the line. Senior referee Earl Hebner. Triple H the crowd like they do. And the big question here. It's just how you get Triple H a towel there. Like, Jesus. The game's left leg. I believe that to be the, the big story of this match. Yep. And Jericho quickly <laughs> looking to exploit. I'll tell you one thing off the bat. Like, I would have really emphasized, like, Jericho coming home to Canada. I mean, maybe throwing him in some red and white tights, right? I would have really, like, tried yep. to, like, ham it up with them and get them behind him that, that's it's just a big one yeah being in toronto like, like yeah I, it, it's kind of weird that they didn't yeah yeah i mean i i would have tried to make it like again you know you kind of use like the Sami Zayn analogy but just like i mean people love hometown stuff and it makes for a great crowd so i would have i would have done that up to, observation number two is following the hogan thing mm. And I mean, I know they, I know they planned on going like twenty five plus minutes here. I probably would have started out like really, really hot, like just because I feel like you, you'd have to, right? Like, I mean, you're going to have to just do something pretty remarkable in this match to be able to keep this crowd. So I probably would have. I don't know if I would have started, you know, kind of Triple H methodical. I might have started. Let's just brawl and get the hell out of the ring and. You know, I don't know that those are two, two observations. So you, you talked about the build yeah. question for you. Like, I just felt like I, I'm just thinking like in this era, like there's just a lot of like complexity to the storylines and maybe I'd say overbooked. And, and the comparison I'd use is like, as long as this stuff has gone on with um with like the bloodline it's not really that complicated like right i mean it's a complex storyline jeez oh wow Ooh, man oh, into the front row. Oh, you 
talk about getting a up close and personal experience. Wow. Jericho into the first row off the top turnbuckle. Kind of landing on the, uh, yeah, the, I'd say guardrail. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they're trying their best here. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like maybe like, I mean, you're, you're the one that aggregates these great builds for us and do such a great job. But like, do you feel like sometimes, like, especially like this one, it's just a, almost like more than there needs to be. I mean, the build mm-hmm. from Cody and Roman really wasn't that complicated. Great, but not complicated. Like some of this just feels overbooked, overcomplicated. And I don't even know what the hell's going on, especially if I'm not watching every single Raw and SmackDown leading up to it. So I, I say all that to say I feel like they're doing a better job now than they did th- during this era. But what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I I definitely agree with you on the whole, like, you you have to have a different match than what you had earlier because, and you have to take that into account when you're looking at this. And so, yeah, I'm with you. Like, it it doesn't make a ton of sense why, and like us realizing it just as we were going through it, like that match was, say, 16 minutes and this one's, you know, pushing 25. Like, I get like, you know, okay, that this is how we booked ourselves. This is the story we're trying to tell, but like, and, and they are at this point playing up the, the triple H quad angle as well. too. like already, we heard it on commentary. We heard it. Like we see Jericho going for it all the time too. And so why not play that up more than like some of this really weird stuff with like, you know, the divorce and the family and like, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. But then also like, you know, even for it, how many times have we been in a situation too where we say, Hey, I don't think this, you know, like this is the wrong main event, and the wrestlers agree. Like a lot of times, yeah, you, you know, maybe the, the booking and like based on the crowd and kind of how like things play out, like it kind of makes sense how to lay certain things out, or you just have to do it a certain way. But like, were they really sitting around the table saying, like, this match is bigger than rock Hogan. Like, is that really like, it just doesn't, it it almost doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, who in that room thought that that was the best idea? Like it just, it's crazy. Yeah. She got Stephanie getting involved now. She's up on the apron. Ooh, man. Just took a huge, Stephanie taking a huge spear. Triple H going to pedigree Stephanie. That was a poorly timed spot, too. Like, it was about five seconds where Triple H saw him and didn't do anything. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I, it's just, again, this just feels really convoluted. So, I mean, like, Stephanie's attacking Triple H. Yeah, the crowd. I just don't think anybody wants this. I mean, honestly, like, I just don't think anybody wants to, like, boo Jericho. Everybody's sitting. Here for Triple H. 
Yeah. Him and Stephanie aren't together, but we know they're together in real life. I mean, that just seems like a stupid thing to do, right? When you know people are together in real life, but you're trying to like either not acknowledge them on air or just like yeah, make them feud with each other. It's kind of stupid. And this was like 2002, like, yeah. And so this was really the, a point where like we, it was hard to cover that. Like it wasn't like in the nineties or something like that where you didn't know, but you knew that like, this was not, I say, of course it's not real, but like, you know, you kind of knew that how this was playing out a certain way. Like just, it's odd. Yeah. And I, I will say from a technical standpoint, like the match itself, like Jericho is doing a, like he's focusing on the leg, like he's doing exactly what he should be doing in trying to take out Triple H's quad. Like he hasn't taped up. And so at least from that perspective, like the match itself is at least making sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the move that Bret moment. Hart made uh, famous here, the uh, figure four on the turnbuckle. I can't, I can't remember who he initially did that against. Maybe it was Patriot. Maybe it was Taker. I'm trying to remember. It was during that era. I can't remember who it was, though. The I, think, I feel like we've asked this before, and I feel like even Jericho himself has answered this. Will uh, Jericho have a six-month run? Will he come back and 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 kind of go out uh, as a WWE superstar versus AEW? Has to, right? I think so. I do, too. The only thing is he does seem pretty loyal to TK, but that might just be because he's working for him. But, I mean, I... I I think he'd understand if he said, hey, I want to do the Hall of Fame and do one final match. Got some of the, Jericho's best matches pulled up ever here. So, sure. Um, top rated match ever. What do you think it was? Oh, his top. Oh, when I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. With The Rock? Omega. Oh, shit. In New Japan. Okay. Match member. Yep. Yep. That, 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 that match was awesome. That makes sense. Yeah, that was very good. Yep. Okay. What else you got on the list? Anarchy in the arena. It was yeah. one of those just crazy like five on five matches they did in AEW. Oh, was that the stadium? Um, no. But it might have been empty arena. It was twenty twenty two. I'll look it up while yeah, we're sitting I, here. I, okay. Um, Benoit Jericho, January of 2001 in a ladder match. Another one that we should cover was that Benoit Jericho versus Austin Triple H. Um, it was a, I think it was the Raw match where Triple H tore his quad. I'm pretty sure we have that on our list. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's four and three quarter starts. That looks pretty awesome. Um, here's one I don't remember. TLC match with the Dudleys, Benoit and Jericho, Christian and Edge, and Hart, Jeff and Matt Hardy. Where was that at? May of 2001. It may have been a Raw. I vaguely remember it, but it was a TLC match. Weird to just yeah. randomly be on a uh, 
we've got some of those matches actually coming up on the show of just like these random bras and things like that where you know it it shouldn't have been as good of a match as it was yeah weird like uh, all these good matches that when was his like what was his best wwe match then uh against ben won a ladder match 2001 crazy okay i think that was at a royal rumble yeah so they have uh they've really slowed this match down like i think part of it is now the leg injury is hurting you because Triple H not moving real fast, just kind of they're yeah, just not doing a ton here. Let's listen to the crowd. What crowd? And remember, this is the same crowd that was arguably. I mean, keep in mind, Rock Hogan. You know. Forty-five minutes prior to this was arguably the greatest crowd of any match in the history of wrestling. Right, right. I mean, what what's better? I mean, if you said what was the best crowd for a match in history, I you'd argue. I think you'd argue it's that one. It has to be up there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd argue the. Um, the Austin KO match, I think the crowd for that was pretty ridiculous too. Yep. You know, but I, but again, I mean, there's uh, CM Punk, uh, uh, John Cena in Chicago. Crowd was great for that. But you know, I mean, there, yeah, it's it's up there. So anyway, so you knew what this crowd was capable of. You knew how into it they were. So how does that? It's just crazy, right? Like, how does that crowd literally shit a half hour later? Yep. You know, are they like this? Okay, so Triple H, uh, pedigree. Get, get Jericho going for the walls on the announce table. And it's been reversed now. Yep. All right. And so Jericho reversing it, kind of flipping Triple H over onto the Spanish table. Yep. What do you think of the Stephanie involvement? It, I feel like I can already like just from the payoff alone. Like I feel like I start with a low payoff score on that. Like I just like it, again, it's just one of those like icky storylines that you're like, oh, like why were we so involved watching this? Like I feel like this mania too. Like while like Rock Hogan was a big deal, this would have been my. I was very involved in wrestling at this time, but. Uh, are watching, but I was much more involved at WCW at this time. I remember uh, my parents, uh, we would have some people over at the house and we would buy the pay-per-view and it was usually at this point, a WCW pay-per-view. And so, um, so while I get like, you know, Hogan rock, like it, it, it makes sense, but like, it just, this was not convincing me to watch, like, well, you know, I may have been back and forth kind of watching wrestling, but this was not a, a big seller for me. It just wasn't the it wasn't the way. Yep. And I want to see two guys beating the shit out of each other. I don't want to see two guys beating the shit out of each other with, like, uh, 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 the one dude's wife pretending he doesn't like her, like, at rings. It just doesn't – she's horrible in this match. Yeah. They should have just kicked her out in the first minute. It makes I, – I hate having her there. 
you know, I'm trying to see. Got there it in the walls. The yep. the Triple H just is not a baby face. Mm-hmm. He should always be, I mean, in, in this era when he was a full-time worker, you know. I mean, I get I get later on baby face, but I mean he's a heel. Ugh. Earl Hebner's your referee. So I don't think we've talked about this. Vince Russo said MJF has depth and Roman Reigns does not. Mm-hmm. Agree or disagree? Oh, man. Say again. Roman Reigns has depth, but what? M- MJF has depth as a character. Okay. Yep. Roman Reigns does not. I just feel like this was... You know, looking back on kind of what we've had, Roman Reigns has done more in regards to, well, he's definitely had more matches, but it hasn't been a lot of matches. But in regards to the storytelling, though, I have to give the edge to Roman on this. Like how, like all the bloodline stuff, like how do you not? Like it just, it's hard. Okay, like MJF is kind of, you know, he's the one man show kind of, you know, he's done a lot on his own over there, but like the Rome Roman is managing, you know, 10 people in his storyline plus, you know, all these different things and plus Heyman and like, you know, I, I like MJF. I, I feel like the character isn't what it used to be. Like, I feel like now he's just an asshole that like is an asshole to be an asshole. He's not like a good heel character. He's just a dick. And so, um, which, okay, whatever. But I, so in regards to that statement, I disagree because I think Roman is at least you look at WrestleMania in the last, you know, what, 15 months, it's hard to to say otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Brian MJF match, but like, whatever, like, okay. Sorry, I, it wasn't my favorite match of all time, and I didn't give it eight stars. So, sorry, Internet, that wasn't the best match ever. But, yeah. So, I'm going to – again, there's just more Stephanie. This is so stupid. Get out! Get out! Get out! I mean, I, I just, uh, I mean, so she's going to get pedigree, maybe, or Jericho's going to stop it. I mean, people don't even really care about it. This is supposed to be like a big No one cares. I mean, honestly, they popped. They popped more for that than they did anything else in the match. Yeah, but no one even cares about this. So he's pushing around the ring. All right. So, I, see, I just think that I'm going to give it a Triple H chair shot to the head. From chair shot. Yeah. I, I'm just going to give it a TBD. And and what I mean is, I just I need to see Roman Reigns without Paul Heyman because mm. what I suspect is that none of this bloodline stuff would be possible without Paul Heyman. And I think he's the MVP of all of it. 
I don't think it's Roman. I don't think it's the Usos. I don't think it's Sammy. I think that Paul Heyman is by far. Remember, nobody, people were indifferent to Roman Reigns. Baby mm-hmm. or heel, you put him with Paul Heyman in an end of SmackDown segment, and all of a sudden, Roman's a made man as a heel. So I think this all is Paul Heyman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's my thought on. So, oh. Triple H gets it. Oh, quick finish. There you go. Such a weird finish. Like, okay. All of it. Anyway, so what I was saying is I want to see I want to see Roman on his own before I can answer that. I I kind of lean towards MJF, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, okay, so Triple H, he's got both titles. This is a unification era, so he's got the big gold belt, he's got a winged eagle updated title. Uh, okay. This is it. I mean, this is obviously hindsight 2020. You're, you should be ending the show with Hulk Hogan posing. Right. Clearly. Okay. And maybe, maybe even if you really had 2020 hindsight playing real American. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, you didn't, you didn't know how the crowd was going to react. So that's that, man. All right. Let's get into. The aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. Initial thoughts. That's weird. I, I feel the same way I felt after last week, where it's just like the this. You know, I wanted to tell the story in the ring, and like if you're taking it just that at its face value of what they did in the ring, it was terrible. Like. You know, because of the involvement of Stephanie, that that's really what this was. This could have been seven, eight minutes shorter had her not be involved. And at least it would have somewhat been okay stacked up against the Rock Hogan match. Like, it's just weird. And so um, it really, like, these guys too, like. But Jeff, aren't we saying that both matches were way too McMahon overbooked? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. But this, this one really bad though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just, you know, and a part of it too is like, you know, and this feud, this should have been the end of it, but this feud continued for actually a couple more pay-per-views. You had the undertaker getting involved with this feud. I guess I, in my wrestling universe, I want WrestleMania to be the end of something, not the start of something like, well, an end in the sense that storylines should be ending because whether you're corn, you know, the coronation of a new champ and then you start something new. But like, for me, these storylines should be done. WrestleMania shouldn't be a, a stepping stone on some of this stuff. It should be the new, the, the new chapter. So, but you know, Undertaker interfering actually costing, uh, you know, Triple H the match at Backlash, the get, a backlash against Hogan. Um, they ended up having a Hell in the Cell match at Judgment Day, which again, um, 
challenging the undertaker a king of the ring but ended up losing with you know interference on the rock so really like i just i, I that's not what i want i you know I, let, let's tell a better story here like it just you know not what i'm looking for so um well yeah it was like compared to now i feel like now we know how great these wrestlers are and you get less gaga and bullshit like mm-hmm. I'm not saying there isn't some interference at the end. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of like that, you know, Drew Roman, there was like, you know, Gaga at the end. I mean, I, I get that. Like, but for the most part, I feel like you're just like, Hey, we've got really, really good wrestlers, really, really talented athletes. So we're not going to overdo it with all this stuff. And they did then too, but they just, I just feel like they overbooked some of these matches. Like just let two really good wrestlers go at it. Yeah. And they just didn't. So, so where, where we stack up on this one, yeah, Jericho was four, Triple H was 10. The torch on this one, uh, Triple H regained the title in an anticlimactic finish. Triple H and Jericho did what they could uh, to wrestle a bit more enthusiasm out of the crowd, but it just didn't work. If Triple H and Jericho were able to follow the Hogan, Rock, and Flair Taker matches, uh, they would have deserved MVP honors. Instead, it was too much to overcome. They had a solid main event match, but the crowd was burned out. It seems that Triple H Jericho resigned to that fact also and didn't let it negatively affect their performance. It didn't drag even though it went nearly 30 minutes but it wasn't up to par with their previous matches three and a half stars. The Observer Newsletter, one can argue that they may, or that had, sorry, One can argue they had made the title match and the match non-issues and perhaps the world's worst title match buildup in Mania history. But even so, who could have expected such indifference? It didn't help that Jericho and Triple H wrestled an arena match instead of a stadium match. The smaller the building, the more realistic it has to be because the people are right there. In a stadium, most of the crowd is a million miles away. It is more about doing mannerisms, people remember, than subtleties of working over the leg and about showing personality. If it had been a medium-sized arena and someone besides Hogan was out there doing that exact match with The Rock, uh, the Jericho and Triple H match would have been considered the best match of the show but even by that standard the match was probably the worst jericho versus triple h match uh that lasted more than five minutes of the seemingly dozens that have happened over the tv over the past two years uh triple h hit stephanie with the pedigree it got a pop but a lot less than you'd think jericho hit triple h with a chair set up his own pedigree uh yeah triple h hit a pedigree for the pin and the win three stars so three and a half and three tom what are you going with here dude i i mean i have this at like a four yep i'm doing this yeah i thought it sucked yeah i'm with i'm same as last week this is i feel the exact same i'm giving it a three like that's what i gave last week's that's what i'm giving this week's like it just it's weird. Like, you know, I wasn't impressed with what happened. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it. So this is, unfortunately, this is another two weeks in a row. Now we've had matches where it's just like, man, like, I'm glad we talked about them, but also like saving the people at home, having to watch for themselves. Yeah. Really, really disappointing. Really, really, really disappointing. I mean, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully next, we got some exciting stuff coming up. Like you know, you know, we got we got some good things coming, some different things coming. We're going to WCW. We got some out there matches as well too in the lead up to King and Queen of the Ring. So we, we got some good stuff coming up though. All right. Well, 
as always, we appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Payout.